Convenience stores are perfect for end consumers for easy shopping and a quick snack on the go. But for Metro's trader customers, this retail format is, above all, a great opportunity to further expand their business. With its trader franchise concept, Metro offers them comprehensive consulting and support services. What the trader franchise business segment is supposed to achieve and contribute to Metro's score strategy in the coming years is what we talk about in this episode of More Podcast. Wholesale to the max. A warm welcome to all of you, dear colleagues. My name is Bernd Rode from Internal Communications at Metro G. My today's guest is the Mr. Franchise of Metro. He worked almost 15 years for various retail companies in the UK. Since 2017, he has been with Metro, started as Global Director Retail and Franchise. And since February 2022, he has been Senior Vice President Convenience at Metro, Daniel Quest. Hi, Dan. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, Bern. Nice to be here. <laughs> Great to have you here. Dan, you told me before that you live in England on a farm somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and I guess far away from the next shopping center. Does this explain your close relationship with convenience stores simply because you depend on the nearest petrol station shop to do your weekly shopping? <laughs> It could be. I, I do live in the middle of a farm. It's not my farm. So I have a house in the middle of someone yeah. else's farm. But for sure, I don't have any houses I can see uh, nearby. Um, so yeah, very rural uh, is a great place to get back to after traveling pretty much every week into different countries. Um, but no, convenience started uh, basically, I originally was in finance. I'm mm -hmm. a qualified accountant. I keep it a little bit quiet, but yeah, qualified accountant. <laughs> And I ended up uh, giving a project to sell convenience stores to independent retailers. And through that, I was quite successful and created that connection of independent retail and then started to learn about convenience and working with these these guys and then was uh, given the brand to be responsible for. I uh, was responsible for the company, uh, the brand in the UK, a premium convenience brand. Mm -hmm. And that really got me into the understanding of retail and learning from retailers and learning from customers of what makes a good convenience store. And yes, I do like kind of shopping uh, in convenience stores rather than supermarkets from now on, yeah. In my intro, I've tried to briefly describe what makes a convenience store for the end consumers. But for you as an expert, what is the advantage and also the particular attraction of a convenience store from your point of view? Yeah, so the attraction of a convenience store is you want to get whatever you want in an emergency. You're not going for a, a formal shop as such, but you're going more for a top-up. So perhaps I don't have uh, the right bottle of wine that I want to take to my friends, or perhaps I need uh, some sugar to make a cake, and I just don't have it. It's to jump to that convenience store and pick that product up. But on top of that, we also look at convenience in areas such as getting uh, special treats. Perhaps you've had a difficult, difficult day at work, you go home, you want to grab a treat or an indulgent on the way home, or you want to eat now. So we do a lot of food for now, whether that's breakfast solutions, uh, lunch solutions, or you want to take home some meal to really cook easily at home. So convenience is everything about being convenient to the end consumer. I know it's cliche, but uh, yeah. very much it's where you can pick up most products without having to jump to the big supermarkets. Okay, yeah. We will talk about convenience in a moment and, of course, especially about the innovative trader franchise concepts that Metro offers 
it's Trader customers in this context. But before that, I want to tell you what you can expect here at More Podcast, because today we will learn in which markets Metro's Trader franchise concept is implemented and what successes Metro has already achieved in this business segment. And of course, also about how Metro is developing this concept further and what contribution it can make to our score growth strategy. But Dan, we also want to know more about you personally. Um, that's why we have our little questionnaire, what scores for you. And for the grand final, we are especially looking forward to your sound souvenir, the sound that you brought with you to tell us what is inspiring, motivating, or simply of great importance to you. But for now, let's talk about our business with Metro's trailer customers. Dan, we at Metro always speak a lot about our customers from the hospitality industry, putting them in the focus, and we are also associated with them externally. But our customers from the trader category, for example, smaller retailers, are also very important for Metro's business, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, this, this area of the business independent, we have over 1.3 million customers, And that's 7 billion turnover in total. And franchise is a part of that. Um, but in reality, we need support services for the whole trader community. Mm -hmm. But also true is that small retailers are finding it increasingly difficult to stay head above water with their business and earn their living with it. Metro's solution to this is trader franchise. What is the basic concept behind this? Yeah, so the basic concept is to take a, an independent trader and give them a service and a solution that they can actually compete against modern trade. So we're seeing modern convenience stores coming into our markets, as we would see in Western Europe. Most of our markets are in Central and Eastern Europe or Asia, and we're seeing that development come through. And we need to provide them a service, being the right assortment, the right price, allowing them to be passing the right price to their end, uh, end customers, but also enabling them to make a living by having the right profitability. We need to differentiate their products through things like own brand, and we have the Fine Life Convenience own brand, mm -hmm. and then solutions to make their life easier, such as digitalization. Mm -hmm. How is actually the relationship between a trader franchisee and Metro structured in concrete terms? What are the contractual obligations and what services must be provided by both parties? Yeah, so we do have a contract. Uh, any Anyone who makes an investment should have some kind of relationship contract. Mm. But in reality, in the past, we've used this contract to say, okay, this is what our partners should do. And that makes us look at ourselves not too deeply versus what is the service we're providing. So actually, once we've signed the contract, I tell everyone kind of part of the contract. That's what our partners do. They put it in a drawer. They don't really bring it out. The only time you should really bring the contract out is in reality in, in the divorce area where actually you're splitting. But we don't like to get to that and we don't ever want to get to that. The key is to provide our customers with the right services and the right solution so that we're continually improving their business. They're seeing a value from being part of our franchisee and we're, we're regaining that value through loyalty and their increased spending with ourselves. And that to me is critical. You know, when all parties can win, the retailers get an improved profitability, the suppliers get a, a solution to the end consumer much greater than they would if they were just in independent stores. And then also we can make profit on the back of this. I see it as a win-win-win solution for everyone. Yeah. yeah, and you also described the advantages for the trader customers. But what are the advantages 
for Metro in concrete, what does a trader franchise customer brings us more compared to a normal trader customer? Yeah, so for us, they bring us a much higher buying and more frequent. So basically, our, our customers come around about seven to eight times a month to our stores, or they get deliveries in, in the same frequency. And what that means is they're buying roughly twice a week. And actually, it means that actually the turnover that we get from our franchise stores is around about four or five times bigger than it is an independent trader. Mm -hmm. So actually, when we look at more frequent customers bringing a bigger basket, franchise is critical to that. And for the franchisee, it's providing them a service for them to be able to win and compete and actually have a solution that works for them to improve their profitability at the same time. Okay, so yeah. And we will talk about the further development and future of the trader franchise concept in a moment. But first, I would like to take a look back with you, Dan. When did Metro start with the trader franchise concept and how many franchise stores have already been opened in the countries? Yeah, so I don't know exactly uh, the date we started, but I think it's somewhere between 12 and 14 years ago. And if the people out there, if you remember, we used to have Arrow stores with the uh, the Arrow own brand. Actually, they were a big growth at one point, but we removed that at a certain stage. When I joined back in 2017, we had uh, around about four and a half thousand stores. And today we have now 8,000 stores, so mm -hmm. we put significant growth on that, but there's so much more opportunity. And we continue to expand and we expect to expand in the next six, seven years and to really increase that volume by at least another 4,000 stores. What we see, though, in, in the countries is we see that continuing growth significantly. So in Romania, for example, we have 2,000 stores. And in Romania, we are the largest convenience store operator based on the number of stores that we have. And also, if you look at Slovakia, we've now reached over 750 stores. Mm -hmm. And so we're number two in the market. We've got a bit of way to go to be number one, but that's a, a challenge we grab and we want to push forward. Yeah. Um, how is the market structure in the countries in general? Is it is it very fragmented market in the franchise? Yeah, so, so it's different by each country. You know, So in Poland, for example, the franchise team have to compete with Jabka. Jabka's got 9,000 stores. We've got around 2,000 stores mm -hmm. in Poland. So there's a difference in that in that context. In some other countries, we don't have structured franchise for example in Czech Republic it's got a it's got its own jabka not the same but round about 140 stores and then the cooperative is the biggest uh, competitor but it's a disparate group of stores rather than a structured franchise business i would see i would see in that context so for us we see actually that structure creating a brand really valuable um, and that's what we've seen in the countries. And as we develop each of the countries or the, or the country team develop the individual stores with our partners, that's really important that we create that consistency as much as we can while still making sure they're independent. Okay, mm -hmm. this is not a hard franchise business or a structured convenience we're trying to build because actually the franchisees really bring that what we call that magic dust to the mm -hmm. actual stores. And that magic dust means that you can have a store that's relevant for that market. Um, and, and I've seen many of our customers across many different markets bring that. That can be local product, it can be local services, it can be local engagement, you know, sponsoring of the local football team um, or sponsoring of the local community uh, location. All of these things come from our franchise partners. They really are embedded in the local area where they live. 
Yeah, yeah. So the local adaption is is an important part in the trader franchise business. And as we all see that you have also very different market conditions in, in each of the countries. You already named Romania as an example. And Romania is also a role model and a pioneer in many areas within the score strategy. And this also applies to the development of the franchise business there over the past years, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Romanian the Romanian franchise team have done a phenomenal job. But not only the franchise team as well. You know, the store managers, the colleagues, the distribution team, the HR, the finance, everyone actually is so focused on developing not only Metro Kashkari in Romania, but also Ladapashi, which is the franchise mm. name that's operated there. So it's a real engaged country in terms of driving this. And that's how it's really developed. Since 2017, uh, when I started, they had around about 350 stores, I would say, of uh, not great quality all, all the time. And really what the team did, and especially with um, Irinel, who leads the team there, um, really drove home the, the importance of getting the right retail standards into the stores and a level of consistency and developing a brand around that. But it's not only that. It's a focus on the things that are we're now all adopting across the wholesale transformation. So what they looked at was really giving the right assortment to the customer, you know, making the right choices. Have we got the right product in the right, uh, the right case size, for example? Then they were the leaders in buy more, pay less. And that really is important. Having that product at the right price that I can add a margin to resell to my customer is critical to a successful franchise business. Mm -hmm. And buy more, pay less is a, is a superb tool to be able to do that. And they were leaders in creating that everyday low price without the need for consistent promotions driving their uh, customers in the wrong buying habits, I would say. So really drove that. And this has created confidence not only with the team there, but also with the customers and the loyalty of them customers. I cannot say, uh, say enough, you know, the Romanian team really have driven franchising from a small 350 store business to, you know, quite a significant scale business with over 2,000 stores, hundreds of millions of turnover that could be as big as a country in reality. Yeah, yeah, really impressive what our Romanian colleagues have achieved, but also uh, our colleagues in the other countries. What are the general success factors for making such a strong development in the trader franchise business? Yeah, so all our colleagues really focus on three things in, in the first point, okay? So it's having the right assortment, it's having the right price to, to as I said, to be able to sell to a third party, and then being able to have the right availability on the products. You know, I always want to get what I order, whether it's on delivery, or basically when I come into the store, it must be there. So these are the kind of basic principles our teams in the countries, our franchise and trader teams in the countries really focus on. And then what we do is we add services, okay? Mm -hmm. And that could be on the development of formats. It could be on the development of our own brand, our Fine Life own brand that we've now remodeled in the last 18 months to really be a convenience product that actually has a guaranteed margin for our customers. Mm -hmm. And why do we do all this? Well, all of these services bring loyalty because franchise is a loyalty business. Okay, yeah. It's not a contractual business. It's literally creating a service, creating a relationship, and through that service and relationship, 
we will get a rewarded through a higher buying from Metro. And that happens, you know, okay, there's always the odd one that, that perhaps wouldn't follow the same principle, but 98% of our, our time, if we're doing a good job, I can tell you our customers will just buy more and more from us. So, and we've seen it in the improvements of the turnover where we've actually, as a total country teams, they've doubled the turnover in the last uh, four or five years of the franchise business. And then we're going to double it again and we're going to double it again. So actually the opportunity without a doubt is there for the next few years. Okay, so much for the success factors of the trader franchise business. But now, Dan, we want to find out something about your personal success factors and what is important to you in general. And for that, I have the section and our little questionnaire. What scores for you? Are you ready, Dan? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so let's get started. Dan, what is your core? It means what special strengths do you have? Yeah, so for me, I think the focus of the customer has to be the core of what we do. And to me, that's really critical. And every time I look at any conversation we have, any development we have, I put myself in the customer's shoes first. And that's really, really important. And that's always, you know, can be a bit difficult, especially when you're not always in the country as well, you know, especially around Metro AG, you know, it's really critical. And I think the fact that we've pretty much everyone of the leadership team has been in a customer this year, I think is is fantastic. We need to do much more of it. And I would kind of just look, there's a lot of people in restaurants. So maybe if you've been in a restaurant mm. this year, then you go in a convenience store next year. That'd be my, uh, my request to yeah. everyone. And is this also a personal strength of you to be empathic and, and walk in someone else's shoes? I think it's something I've learned over the years. I think uh, I've learned from understanding independent retailers from the start when I was selling the stores. The guy before me had struggled to sell the stores and I realized actually he hadn't understood what the customers want and what's their restrictions. And, and therefore, it was very simple for me to kind of jump into their shoes, build the business model that worked for us and worked for them. And then we sold all the stores. So it's pretty much the same in all business to me. If I can understand what the customer needs, I think we can build the right solution. If it's a negotiation, if I stand a negotiation, I always see as everyone's got to win. So basically, if I stand in the op the opposition's uh, view of, of what they're trying to achieve, I can actually understand what the negotiation needs to be. So for me, it's maybe a value, but it's for sure a way of doing business, I would say. Yeah. What small or big goals have you set for yourself? Yeah, so uh, small goals or big goals? <laughs> uh, I want to, I, I constantly uh, push to be more healthy. I think as I'm getting older, it's getting more of a challenge. Um, and I think you've got to work harder at it. So I think it's a small goal, but maybe it's starting to be a big goal from that side. But no, the big goal for me is I truly believe we can create a convenience business that is leading in Central and Eastern Europe and in some parts such as Turkey as well. And I truly believe there's a gap in the market and I believe Metro has the capability to, to deliver that. So something that I, I fundamentally have a goal is to actually achieve this development within the next few years anyway, for sure. And that's probably the biggest goal that's driving me forward today. Yeah. And what is your way to achieving it? Uh, the way to achieving it is we, we've got the development of the franchise and, and I think our successes allow us now to invest in that, which from starting with zero investment in digital and zero investment in franchise, we've now got the Elevate program, I'm sure we'll come on and talk about, and we've got the structured convenience 
development that we are we are making. So I think also what we've done in the last 18 months is bring on the right people. So we've now brought on uh, significant more people from a leadership team perspective that understand convenience. Yeah. Are these topics you mentioned also the milestones? Do you use to measure your progress or how do you judge your success? Yeah, so I judge success. Um, yeah, okay, you've got the KPIs and, you know, and do. So that's, all that's number KPIs? one. But yeah, beside all that, the way I measure is actually are people joining us to join this team. That's critical as we're building a new business. But also in reality, Are we getting the right engagement of our colleagues? You know, when you actually go into some of our stores, the customer experience and what the feedback from the customer is, is really fantastic. And, you know, the NPS scores are, are, are off the chart. Um, so really the customer engagement, the colleague engagement, the positivity I see, I measure myself much more softer on that mm. than I would on, on the delivery. At the end of the day, we're all paid to deliver. And I think that's really important kind of hygiene factor That's a given to me that we need to do it. But the softness of understanding the colleagues' engagement is really quite critical to uh, be a milestone and or, or a kind of measure. Yeah. So now, Dan, we know what is important for you and what scores for you in business, but also in life. Uh, and now I'm even more curious about your sound souvenir. But as always, we will listen to that one at the end of this episode. <music> First, let's get back to our actual topic of Trader Franchise and its further development. And this is about Elevate, um, the program or initiative to take our franchise stores to the next level. Dan, what exactly is the Elevate program about? Yeah, so as I mentioned, we didn't have any investment. And, and I'm very pleased to say in the last three years, we've now put in investment around that. So we created a program called the Elevate program, which was to start elevating our solution, okay? So we knew we had a concept, actually, but we wanted a much better concept, whether that would be in delivery, in the own brand that we offer, in the format that we provide, in the sales force and the partner management support we give. We wanted to make a better business, and therefore we came up with the Elevate concept. Mm -hmm. What we then did was really invest to start with that because actually people need to feel it and see it, okay? And to be able to feel it and see it, we really went to the modern convenience store. So as I said, we took off all the graphics off the front. We make them open. We put in the right lighting. We put in the right shelving. Mm -hmm. We put in the right refrigeration. But more importantly than the actual equipment and the money you spend is actually having the right layout. So having the right adjacency. So walking in on fresh food, having a fresh offer when you come into the store, actually looking at things like the right solutions, such as coffee solutions, food-to-go solutions, and then providing the right services, whether it's ticket machine, a lottery machine, etc. So really becoming that hub of a community so that I can get everything I need from that community store. But what we did was just make it a much more modern environment mm. than what people have probably seen before in some of the countries. Yeah. And, and when you say uh, that we invest in these stores and, and that they get new shelves, for example, are all these equipment paid by Metro? No, they're paid by the franchisee. So yeah. we have to have the right concept. That's really critical and we have to show them. And to be able to show them what that, that brought us to was creating ambassadors, okay? Mm -hmm. And ambassadors are, for us, really important to kind of set the benchmark of what we want in the country. And so what we found was 
like-minded retailers and, and retailers are absolutely wanting to evolve and develop their business. And we found uh, like-minded retailers that wanted to work with us and then we remodeled the store in partnership with them and actually set the benchmark of what that looks like. And that was having the right own brand, having the right adjacencies, having the right look and feel in the store, having a much more modern environment, having a food counter that included things like food to go, uh, panini maker, etc., that really drove that different customer group uh, rather than someone just coming for their top-up shop. And the ambassador stores have been a phenomenal result. Every country has now anywhere between five and 10 uh, ambassadors, depending on the country. And they really are the showcase. And the reason that we created this is because retailers don't listen fully to us, even no matter how much we, we believe they, they are, you know, standing up, having a PowerPoint, they don't work in the <laughs> mm. same way. Retailers listen to retailers. Mm. And actually our customers therefore want to feel it and see it. And that's how we created it. We created the ambassador so that we could take new customers or take customers who want to remodel their stores to these ambassador stores. And pretty much nine times out of 10, what we get, the customer walks out and says, I want that. Mm. And if that's what we hear, we know we've nailed it. Yeah. And what other goals do we have set ourselves with regard to the Elevate program and the ambassador shops? Yeah, so so the Elevate program starts, for us, starts with growing retail sales. So the sales out, not yeah. about the sales to Metro. So really critical, minimum of 20%, but we're seeing 40, 50%. I mean, we're really seeing, especially in some of the ambassador stores, a, a significant increase of customers from that side. So increased customer frequency mm -hmm. as well, and then grow their income as well. And what we've seen in, in some of the stores, some of the ambassadors, is increases of their margin by over two percentage points as well. So that's literally an, a growth in percentage terms of around about 10%. So phenomenal. You've got that on top of the sales growth. Actually, a growth in their overall income means that profitability is significantly mm -hmm. increased in these stores. So then coming back to ourselves, so that's what, what has uh, been given to the, to the customer and, and drive for the customer, coming back to ourselves is an increase what we call a share of wallet. So how much are they buying from us? So really we're seeing significant increases, 60, 70% of, of buying increase because actually it's a relationship. And that's not because we've set a, a new contract. Yeah, we have a contract term and a, and a minimum term, but they're well out achieving that. You know, I can't think of any ambassador or elevate store that's kind of sitting just on that level they're buying much more from us because actually that relationship of that driving their sales and their profitability has resulted in a stronger relationship mm. and a stronger partnership with metro so we have an increased share of wallet and where our target is really to be that main supplier that's critical to us it's our brand we should be the biggest supplier yeah. going into that store but that unfortunately didn't happen in the past That is absolutely our target and, and is what's happening with the stores right now. Yeah. A part of this further development is also the expansion of the digitalization of the trader franchise business. What are the key points of this digital strategy? Yeah, so the key point of our digital strategy is really to make it easier for our customers to do business with Metro. We develop solutions such as our ordering solution, which is called MShop. 
We have developed connected EPOS solution that we can connect to multiple EPOS providers, allowing us to send product information and invoices direct to our customer system, which again stops them having to type in information and take valuable time from either the team on the shop floor or from themselves sat behind a computer. On top of that, we've developed things like bringing in a planogram solution, which is from some of the convenience expertise of space management tools from around the world. So really bringing in areas that we can give recommendations to our customers of what products to put where. This is all managed through a close collaboration process between Metro Digital, the countries, and my convenience digital team who we've placed near our customers based in Romania and ensuring deployment and execution of the solutions to add value to our customers and of course to Metro as well. Yeah, interesting. Um, besides the Elevates program, you're also working on another form of Trader franchise. You also mentioned it, so-called hard franchise. Yeah. What can you already tell us about this topic? Yeah, yeah. I, I prefer to call it kind of the structured convenience stores. So mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> the term is, is slightly better. Yeah. But in reality... With this new business, um, we want to find the right locations and create a business that is much more on the convenience food than what we have now. So a lot of our stores now are much more rural. Um, so they're very much focused more on the grocery and a small supermarket kind of solution within the convenience environment. Mm -hmm. What we see, though, in some of the key cities is a gap in the market around convenience food. And we want to fill that gap around the convenience food. So we're looking for stores that we can add solutions, much more of coffee, much more of breakfast solutions, lunch solutions, or evening solutions on the way home. So we're just trialing a few concepts in that context. And what's interesting in some of the first stores that we've opened, you know, it's, it's really taking off. You know, the first store that we opened and subsequent stores, actually the number one product is hot dogs. Mm -hmm. um, so it's the number one, it's the most selling product <laughs> that we have. And we've still got lots to come, you know, things like pizza, etc. So we've got a lot of development still to uh, still to work on. But really, we want to become the kind of known operator of good coffee and good food to go that actually has some support of grocery. But convenience food becomes more of the core. Yeah, of course, a good topic because now we want to talk about score because the trader franchise business, like all of Metro's business is focused on our score strategy. Everyone is now talking about Metro's wholesale transformation and the elimination of retail elements from our stores. You are now explicitly dealing with the topic of retail in the context of Trader Franchise. How does that fit together for you overall? Or to put it another way and not entirely seriously, do you sometimes feel excluded? Yeah, absolutely not. Not in Metro, <laughs> I would say. But um, what I would say is... We need to understand our end customer, and our end customer is a retail business, okay? So we need to be really good at understanding that, and then understanding from a wholesale principle, how do we supply them the product, and what is the opportunity from a wholesale business? So we're not building a pure retail business in that context. We're building retail operations that actually then buy wholesale product and boxes from, from Metro. Mm. So. In reality, we're fully aligned to the wholesale business. We're fully aligned to the goals of SCORE and the wholesale transformation. We're just really critical part of that, of understanding the retail element, because that's our customer element. And so if we understand the retail element and really develop solutions that work for that retail element, we'll be a better wholesaler. 
And we want to build a multi-billion turnover business within the franchise business over the coming years to 2030 being the target date. So it's really critical that we have this understanding and we use the retail understanding, the retail expertise, as I said earlier, of the teams to build what is the right solutions for the customers and how do we build that within the wholesale environment. Yeah, and from my point of view, also our new pricing strategy, BMPL, offers concrete links uh, between our wholesale transformation and the retail business of our trader franchise customers. Is this in reality very attractive for the trader customers? Yeah, all the things we're building in the wholesale transformation, buy more, pay less is one of them, but assortment optimization, delivery, mm. Salesforce excellence, CRM, these are all factors that are really critical and support the development of our franchise business for sure. Yeah. Our score strategy aims for strong growth by 2030 and I assume the trader franchise business will be no exception. What contribution will the franchise business make to score? What goals have you set for 2030? Yeah, so as I said, we want to build a multi-billion turnover business, but we want our customers to be, be seeing Metro as the main Uh, supplier. So we want uh, a share of wallet at least above 50% and, mm -hmm. and from that perspective. And then we want to build a profitable business around this convenience area as well. So we see the facets coming together to support the score strategy in 2030, but really it's a growth strategy. You know, we're at the very early start. You know, we started very small. Mm. Franchise was not a focus, I would say, a number of years back. We brought it into focus. The country teams have done a phenomenal job of driving that forward for this business. But really, for me, it's now the next stage and the next evolution. And that is continuing on the Elevate program and continuing with them better quality stores and really focusing on quality as well as developing the convenience business. Yeah. Very ambitious targets. We have already talked about Metro's trader franchise activities in Romania. And if you, dear colleagues, want to see the other side, the perspective of our trader customers, then you should definitely visit Empulse, Metro's online magazine and storytelling platform. Here you can read the story of Juliana and Kostin Guinea from Bucharest, who successfully transformed their cafe into a small grocery store during the corona crisis. Or the story of Michaela Simona from Uvidiu, also in Romania. She took over the trader store from her parents and now runs two Metro Trader franchise stores with a lot of heart and soul and also with a lot of success. As I said, you can find these and many more great stories about our trader customers and the Metro franchise concept on the website of the online magazine Ampulse under mpulse.de. And the link to it you can also find in the show notes of this episode. And that brings us to another great story, the story of your sound souvenir. Dan, the sound of your core, like all my guests here at More Podcast, you brought us a certain sound that inspires or motivates you or simply makes you happy. So Dan, please don't keep us in suspense any longer and let us hear what sound did you bring? Sure, no problem. Okay, once again, It's please. a short one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, I guess some outside activity. Uh, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, what what is it, Dan? Please tell us. <laughs> okay, so um, that's just a, a short a short recording. On a Sunday morning, I love to get up early. Yeah. Normally around six forty five, seven o'clock. Okay, I will be out with the dog <laughs> in the woods, um, and that's me running in the woods with the dog. And I love to do it kind of Sunday morning because I don't have a lot of time at home. I travel a lot, so I love to get up before everyone else. Get out into the fresh air. Uh, it's great time for thinking, great time to kind of reflect on the week, understand yeah. what you've got to do the next week, but then get back to the house. Uh, normally, I do breakfast. I have three children, so it's mm. generally yeah. pancakes and waffles and oh. us trying to force feed fruit on top of that if yeah. we can <laughs> to really, really feed them. But uh, yeah, generally, it's great to get up and do something, and that really motivates me for the following week. So yeah, yeah it's a, it's an energizing or re-energizing kind of uh, part. My dog loves it. I'm not sure. She's getting a little older now, so she starts walking <laughs> okay. walking a bit slower towards yeah. uh, towards the end. But, uh, yeah, uh, she comes out, and it's great to be just us two. Uh, and that was us in the woods. Uh, it was a very wet day, um, splashing through the mud. It sounds great. Thank Dan. you. Thank and you. thank you for the great sound. It was really, really interesting. And um, above all, thank you for the very nice and interesting conversation. I'm sure we've learned a lot today about Metro's trader franchise business. Good luck to you, Daniel, and all the best for you. Great. Thanks for being great. And dear Metro colleagues, thanks also to you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of More Podcasts. And please check out the previous episodes as well. You can find them just like this one on United and everywhere else. Listen to podcasts, for example, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Please do me a favor and subscribe to us there and recommend more podcasts to all your colleagues as well. Thank you very much. Bye-bye and take care. 